0: Hey friends, thanks so much for tuning into the Inner Revolution podcast. Are you ready to be changed? Well, let's go. Hey friends, uh, good to be with you again for another uh, podcast for the Inner Revolution. Having fun with these uh, virtual backgrounds. Uh, Got a great shot of the city here. Uh, But just doing something a little different here and hopefully you're uh, enjoying these casts and hopefully they're helpful and I want to continue uh, again with some thoughts about uh, church planting thinking like a church planter and I want to talk today a little bit about uh, team building and uh, one thing that we're experiencing in Frederick and and it's exciting just to uh, work with the grassroots there and uh, really see Pastor Dennis uh, flourishing and the church growing. But recently in a conversation, we talked about te- the roles of a team. And as God adds people into your mission, it's so important to uh, be prayerful and to lead people, to lead them. Uh, there's a phrase we use in my class a lot. We lead people, but we manage things. So uh, management is good for administration and details. It's designed to keep us in front of people, but we lead people and manage things. So uh, that's an important point I wanna say today. As people are added to your team, they'll be added based on mission, excitement. Uh, God will add people that have like-mindedness. Sometimes he'll add people that wanna do their own thing. So being a clear communicator of the mission is so key in team building, so key. So you want to be, again, people building in the sense of uh, really discovering people's gifts and putting them in a place where they can grow. And uh, a smart team leader surrounds himself with people that are uh, more gifted than him. Uh, And uh, an insecure leader will compete or try to push people down. But a spirit filled leader will recognize his gifts, his strengths and his weaknesses and position people as they're led by the spirit, but also the team leader is um, prayerfully suggesting and sharing the needs of the church, the mission and letting people choose uh, where they're led to be, but also we can tell them how to pray and think. And consider too, because oftentimes people don't know uh, how their team leader is, uh, w- what they're expected of, what's being expected of them. Um, maybe they don't know uh, that their their ministry is very valuable, especially when you're starting off. Your everyone is um, it's all hands on deck. So you want to lead people in the sense of, yes, the mission, yes, that they're valuable, yes, this is where the greatest needs are, Uh, priority management in this sense where uh, we want to uh, put priorities on uh, people building, discipleship, preaching, of course, investment, visitation, and growing the church. Uh, with people with people's gifts being exercised. <clears throat> so I want to give just a few points here that helps us understand the roles of people. So again, a team leader is is not a manager. Uh, again, details are managed, organization is important, but the team leader is is uh, leading people in their gifts. what are what is their? What is their response typically shows their passion? Uh, what makes them come alive? That's a good question to ask your team, by the way. What makes you come alive? And and really the answer there, uh, maybe people haven't even thought about uh, what makes them come alive. But typically the response when things happen show where their propensity is, okay? So I remember being in a class asking people, what are their gifts? and. Uh, did you know your gifts? And do you know, do you have more than one gift? And I was really surprised that sometimes there's this idea that if we think about ourselves and our gifts, it's a self-centered uh, or self-righteous thought. But, but actually the team leader must study his team uh, so he can put them in the right place so they can flourish. So number one, we want to have handles. This is the first step. We want to have things that the team member can grab a hold of simple truths that that resonate with them so the team leader is uh, again sharing his heart he's sharing his mission he's sharing what's on his heart Uh, he's sharing his concerns so that people can grab a hold of something and be part of the mission oftentimes people leave if they're not used so you want to not again not use people in that wrong sense that we said, just throwing people at needs, but we wanna place people prayerfully in a a way where they can grow. Number two, the map. There's a map. We wanna share the big picture. We wanna share the big picture. Where are we going? What are we doing? What is the the plan uh, before God prayerfully? And so again, we're communicating vision. Uh, We're communicating mission. communicating christ above all so again people fail or people are set up for failure when they don't know what's expected of them so this puts the onus on the team leader to really uh again uh, you know not being a manager because we can't control how people are going to respond or how people are going to react and by the way management uh on a person can really bring in uh frustration and uh and also just this pressure. So again, we lead people with with definition and with vision and with accountability. So if something was, uh, you know, if something was done and it wasn't done exactly the way you had explained it, then spend time with that person and build them up in what they did right, and then of course show them how to improve on the next time. Number three, laboratory. This is kind of another interesting word uh, yeah, where we want people to experiment. And, and what I mean by that is you want to put people in places maybe where they are cautious, maybe they're afraid. I was talking to somebody last night about evangelism. That's always an excellent place to start uh, where their, their comfort level was definitely not in evangelism. And so we just said to this person, "Hey, just come, pray, be there. You don't have to say a word, and just observe." And and when we put people in in a safe place, and I mean that by their um, their on-the-job training in this sense, where they're with a seasoned person, there's no expectation on them, but they observe and they're uh, they're seeing uh, what's what's going on, and their fear is is being addressed. And 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 really, uh, the work of the church is so supernatural that if we're comfortable in the flesh, then we sh- certainly shouldn't be doing what we're doing. Uh, it's a faith mission. It's a faith adventure. So experimenting in the sense of, uh, okay, once you try this and if, if, if God's not leading you, if there's not joy, grace, uh, if there's not this um, sense of the moving of the spirit, then, then prayerfully we, we try something else. So you have to kind of be careful there because you don't want to like uh, move a person around. It could be chaotic. But through prayer, uh, I think uh, a person's passion, a person's response typically uh, will uh, show just a few options of what that person is thinking. And God will obviously cultivate them beyond what, they, what their talent is. Because we just don't want people doing what they can naturally do. We certainly want them to be in a supernatural dependent uh, place to grow. And then lastly, wings. We want to give them wings. So once we delegate something to them and uh, it's healthy, uh, we want to give them room to grow. We want to give them room to uh, improve whatever or or, or or bring creativity to the outreach or to the ministry. We don't want to just be so rigid where uh, it's my way or the highway. But we want to, again, give the definition and uh, we want them to uh, soar and have freedom with the right end game in mind so these are a few thoughts about team building again um you know begging people to be on your team is not i mean people may come to your team but they won't last but really prayer mission communication testimony uh sharing what God's doing uh investing in the people that come spending time with them uh, and really being careful on, on leading them, leading them and uh, being in a place where, uh, you know, they have feedback and they have, they can communicate with you. I can't say that that's, I can honestly say that's a very important point that, that you're not just throwing people into the deep end, but you're um, walking with them, hand-holding. And, and remember, here's another important point, and we've discovered this here in baltimore that it takes a long time for a new person to really be added to your church Uh, i would say upwards of six to eight months to really see someone grounded in truth and it could even be longer so don't put pressure on yourself don't put pressure on your people have a lot of joy have a lot of fun but be intentional and make sure that your team member knows that they're needed and that they are a critical part of the mission God bless you. Thanks, friends, for joining us for another episode of the Inner Revolution podcast. Please find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube, and subscribe so that you don't miss an episode.